Welcome to the Epic Vision Zone. My guest today is the founder of Primally Pure, a company that uses nature's most precious elements to make non-toxic skincare products that support radiant skin, a healthy body, and a happy self. She is also a mama bear, a matcha lover, and an avid bath taker. She lives in Southern California with her farmer husband and two daughters. With her family spontaneously starting a beyond organic livestock farm in Southern California, calling it Primal Pastures, she discovered the power of eating real food, not just on her plate, but also using that as a new world of wellness. Look for the heartbeat and passion and the hard work behind Primally Pure and you'll find my guest. She began the company out of her passion for real recognizable ingredients. Today, her passion is about educating women and men about clean living, empowering them to lessen their body's toxic loads in a variety of ways. She loves all things clean and sharing the knowledge she has gained with others. So welcome Bethany McDaniel, McDaniel, sorry, McDaniel. No worries, thank you, Jane. I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for being here. So as a mama bear, a farmer's wife, which sounds not so good, but I know it is because <laughs> it led you to where you are. And now a businesswoman, can you tell us what inspired you to become an entrepreneur? Yeah. Um, since I was a young girl, I kind of always had these entrepreneurial instincts. And I would do, I would like make crafts and I even made a lip balm. Um, I think I was like 10 when I did this, but it was made out of Crisco and food dye, which are definitely not ingredients that we use in our products now. Okay. Um, but, but I, I was always interested in, in just, um, you know, working and, and entrepreneurial stuff. So I did that when I was a young girl, I would put like flyers on all my neighbor's doors and ads in the penny saver and actually did pretty well with selling those crafts. But somewhere along the way, I kind of, I kind of like lost, um, lost my vision for that and like lost sight of the fact that that was, that actually doing that and making a living that way was something that is very much attainable mm -hmm. and kind of fell into like, the tract of you know going to school getting a degree working in that degree and just kind of that's it so that's what i did um i i had so many jobs like throughout high school and college i was a lifeguard i worked at trader joe's i was a server um, a hostess like so many different things so i always i still like loved working but you know worked through college graduated with a degree in communications and a minor in creative writing and I started, um, I did an internship for a nonprofit and then I started writing for a magazine and um, kind of thought that was what I was supposed to do, but um, was not very fond of, of my boss at that job, which is something I'm really thankful for now because I probably would have stayed there forever if I was. Um, but I, I quit that job. I got married, my husband and I moved to Arizona and around that time was when he started this farm with his brothers and dad. Mm. And they, um, they had no experience in farming, didn't really expect it to turn into a business, but were just wanting better quality meats for themselves, for our family, and started raising chickens for that reason. 
But as they talked about it and kind of started talking about that journey on Facebook and social media, people were wanting to buy them, which really kind of surprised us. And it started picking up momentum. And in Arizona, I started out working at Lululemon and then I started working for um, Special Olympics. And my husband was a high school teacher. So we had our jobs, but we were like coming back to California for the farm like every weekend at one point just to help with farm tours and chicken processing and stuff like that. Wow, you were busy. <laughs> yeah, we were busy. And I was also at the time like formulating these skincare products because I had just kind of started looking into what I was putting on my skin and how that affects your health. So I was doing that as a hobby at the time also. So lots of different things. I was also doing like freelance writing, lots of different things. <laughs> but um, we, so in a way, you, you have, I feel that you had that entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. Because you're always doing something on the side or, you know, something that was different. Yeah. Yeah. Always. I used to just dream about, um, I think once I, once I got to Arizona and started going through jobs there, I, I kind of knew, like, I, I wanted to be my own boss. I want to have the freedom to um, create my own schedule and things like that so well that's interesting because you know if you talk to a lot of entrepreneurs you'll find that many of them in their younger life have shifted jobs and when we're younger we don't really understand why but it's because either we're not happy or it's not resonating with us and and of course as we get older and we get wiser we start to understand when we reflect that was why because what we were doing wasn't who we were yeah. you know, deep down. And so you say that, you know, you probably would have stayed in that job. So you were using some creativity, which fed your soul, but your boss didn't, you know, you didn't really get along with your boss, which you say now in hindsight was a good thing. So yeah. that's, that's really interesting. So you've, you've touched a little bit on us, but tell us the story then of how you came to innovate creative and clean beauty products, because I read this and I just love the story. Um, yeah, I, I had always dealt with skin problems. I had acne in high school and, you know, into college a little bit and used whatever the dermatologist told me to use. So I was using like really harsh creams and taking internal medications that were actually doing more harm than good. Um, just going down that path because I didn't know what else to do. I had a feeling that there was more to it than that, but I, everywhere I was looking was telling me that there wasn't. So eventually, I, when I was working at Trader Joe's in college, a coworker um, told me, recommended that I start using jojoba oil. And mm -hmm. I did that. I swapped out my moisturizer for jojoba oil and was really pleasantly surprised by the results. Um, I felt like my skin was really getting nourished for the first time. And like, despite kind of what, what traditional companies like would have us believe about oil, um, you know, causing breakouts and all of that, it actually, it doesn't, it's different than like the oil that um, can build up in, in our skin from pollution and makeup and things like that. But natural, pure, cold press oils can actually be super beneficial for the skin. And I was seeing that firsthand. So I was blown away by that. And then I started just making other swaps using really simple ingredients. Um, I swapped out my deodorant for just coconut oil and baking soda, which is great, works really well for anyone that just wants to try something at home and is new to natural deodorant, coconut oil, and baking soda does the trick. So just, I was learning about all this stuff and 
um, was just really obsessed with it and fascinated with it for my own just personal use and started formulating more like actual products. And I started sharing those with my husband, with friends, family, and um, some of the early versions were really terrible. And I just kept like taking feedback and making tweaks. And I was really like, just so intent on creating like really awesome products for myself and the people I cared about to use. So you were like the experimental scientist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that. But it's not like <laughs> you're actually being a scientist. You never gave up. <laughs> no, no, never. Because I think you, you knew there was something there. Because like you said, when you use that oil, you saw such a difference. And a lot, some people would just leave it at that. But your inquisitive mind said, okay, there, maybe there's something here and I'm just going to keep experimenting and trying different things. So I love that spirit. So what business experience did you have when you started Primally Pure? The only business experience I had were, like I said, my little craft stands that I had when I was young. <laughs> okay. Uh, my, I, the freelance writing I was doing, I, it was somewhat of a business, but I mean, that's it. That's really it. And I was a part of the farm's growth. So I was seeing the farm, you know, that, that we built from scratch start to take off firsthand and my my husband's whole family is very entrepreneurial so i was kind of like working on the farm with these people that were you know we were we were all working together to get this farm off the ground and i think that spirit just really um it's kind of contagious it it makes you feel like when you see something kind of start to succeed it, it gives you hope that you know, you can do the same thing if you put your mind to something. So, like, it's kind of like uh, you don't have to know everything before you start a business, no. right? Like, if you're talking to a, let's say, a, a woman who's interested in starting a business, and you know they're afraid because they don't know this or they don't know that. Um, but what I hear from you is that sometimes if you just take the action and move forward, it comes together. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and what I read is persistence and passion, right? Yeah. I think that's something that holds a lot of people up is they think that everything has to be just right. And there were so many things that I didn't know when I started and so many things I still don't know that I'm working at, but um, I did what I could when I could. And I think that's the most important thing. Sometimes not knowing is actually probably better because in hindsight, when we look back and we say, oh, if I'd only known, I would never have done this, right? But yeah, that's, I, I yeah, I love the, the passion and the persistence because, you know, just, you, you said that giving up wasn't an option and you just knew that. So you just kept at it. So I read an interesting story that to get things off the ground, you often, you were often in tears at the beginning because you know, there was so much going on and, you know, you weren't sure what, where, what you were doing. And now, of course, you have a, a beautiful business with over 30 employees and shipping products to hundreds of thousands of clients. And I think you're young, aren't you? You're only five years since your business? Yeah, we just hit five-year mark in February. Oh my gosh, congratulations. That is magnificent. Five years and in a very competitive industry, I might add. But um, 
so just share a little bit of how you bootstrap this industry because I would love people to hear how you did it come hell or high water. I was so um, taken by your story uh, of how you would just keep going no matter what happened and how your mindset, you started changing your mindset from why is this happening to me to another mindset. So maybe you could just share a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, like you mentioned, there were a lot of tears in the beginning, you know, coming from a place with no idea of what to expect, no business experience really, um, and diving into a business of my own. I, I had no, I mean, I saw the glamorous side of it, which I think a lot of people see, like the flexibility and, you know, that just orders rolling in and, and just doing your own thing and being creative. And I, like, I saw that and, and I had no idea how much was behind that <laughs> um, until I got started. And it, you know, things just come at you from all angles. It's like challenges with ingredients, especially working with natural ingredients is tough. Once you start, start hiring people, um, you know, learning to manage people and, and lead a team with no experience was a crazy challenge for me. And, um, you know, just, just working with like, in the beginning, I mean, just to give you an example of like how clueless I was, I, I didn't even know how to work like our, our stamps.com shipping system. I didn't, I, it was too much for me like to figure out. So I would just hand for the longest time, like hand wrote labels on addresses. And, um, I did things like really, um, harder not smarter for a while just because it like everything together just felt like a lot for me so I was making deodorant batches of like eight deodorants at a time and I would do like four back-to-back -back batches of eight deodorants at a time instead of just quadrupling my batch size so I definitely didn't make it easy on myself for a long time <laughs> um, but you know I'm so grateful that that I started at ground zero and was able to just learn so much every step of the way. Um, and then like with kids in the mix too and pregnancies and babies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that just added so much to the emotional aspect of everything and like learning to, to navigate through that and, you know, try to be like all in as a mom and then also continue to run my business. And I have many memories of like waking up in the middle of the night to breastfeed our first daughter and remembering like something I had to do and like hopping on my computer and working for an hour and then going back to sleep. Like there was just no balance for such a long time. And <laughs> it's been a little bit better with our second who is um, a little over a year now, but. Oh, congratulations. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> your, your business is growing. Your family is growing. But yeah, I just, I loved your tenacity because, you know, you, you said that you didn't have a lot of the funding when you started and, uh, you know, so you, you bootstrapped everything, meaning a lot of times was to save money as well. So, you know, you were making the skincare in your kitchen and, you know, you were shipping them in another room and doing customer service and influencing influencer outreach. So uh, I could just see your mind going in 20 different directions. And, uh, but you know, what you said to yourself is this is what it takes, you know, to be an entrepreneur. And instead of thinking, why is this happening to me? 
you you learn to change your mindset and say, okay, what can I learn from this? Yeah. Exactly. As opposed, yeah, because that would that actually um, you know really helped move your mindset to a better place so that you could move forward. So yeah, every every struggle that came up, I was just like, gosh, this is just everything is going like so many things are happening to me. Why is this so hard? Why? And then I just learned like that, that is what it, that's what it is to be an entrepreneur. And if I can learn to see these things as um, learning opportunities rather than like just these problems that keep popping up, um, it just, it shifts everything. Yeah. Yeah. That really makes a difference because I was going to ask you, was there ever a time when you thought you would quit? I mean, or maybe you have thought of it many times or in the earlier days. I don't know. Was there ever a time? There have been many moments where I felt like quitting. Okay. Um, but moments, not like days or weeks of pondering, should I keep going or not? Right. Because I think you feel that this is your, your purpose, maybe. Yeah, I do. I, I don't see myself um, getting out of this anytime soon. And... I heard someone say once, like, never quit on a hard day. And so far, I've only wanted to quit on the really hard days. So even in the moment, if I feel like I don't want to be doing this anymore, somewhere in the back of my head, I know, like, this will pass. And, you know, I'll get through this and, and we'll come out stronger as a company. Yeah, absolutely. And as an individual, for yeah. sure. Yeah. So do you believe there is some sort, and, and, and you may have already answered this question because just from the history of the company and what you've been doing, um, for our entrepreneurs out there, do you believe there's some sort of a pattern or a formula to becoming a successful entrepreneur? And if so, what that might be, or there's there a little tidbit that you could share, um, or maybe it's just go with the flow. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, no formula that I'm aware of. Um, if you hear of one, please let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep you posted. Yeah. I think from my experience, I don't feel like I'm more, more talented or smarter or anything like that than the next person. Um, I think the one thing that I've done is I haven't given up. I haven't, I haven't quit when those hard times come up. Um, and you know, I think in the beginning, I know of so many people who have started businesses on a really small scale, like I did, and they get really discouraged in, in like the first few weeks and months, or maybe years, if, if things aren't moving along as quickly as they would have hoped. Um, but I, I think like what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. And if something is on your heart, it's there for a reason. And I think it's up to us to, to act on that. And, you know, no matter how small of an act that is each day, even if it's like spending an hour each day, like working towards your dream, I think it's just so important to act on the callings that like we feel as humans. And, and that's what I did. And I did it as best as I could. And I, I'm still trying as, as best as I can. Um, and that's really, I think the one thing that I've done that, that has set me apart from anyone, anyone, you know, I mean, there's many people that are doing that, but, um, yeah, it's nothing, it's nothing to do with like my innate gifts or talents. It's just been like having a relentless spirit and just pressing on. Because it's on your heart. 
Yeah. I love that. You said that if it's on your heart, it's something you need to do. And, you know, that's what many people say that we're all here for a reason. Um, some of us never find that reason or act on it, but that, I love that, you know, because I, I was, my next question, but I think you already answered it, you know, skincare is a very competitive industry. And a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, they'll be thinking of a business, it could be a product, it could be a service, and they, all, they always sometimes talk themselves out of it because they say, well, I'm not going to be successful because everybody's doing that. But you're saying that shouldn't matter. No. no. I mean, yeah, there are so many people in natural skincare. There's so many people in so many industries, mm -hmm. but like you, each of us are our own person and no one is going to be doing it like each of us is doing it. Um, and I've been listening to Jamie Kern Lima on a few podcasts lately. She's the founder of It Cosmetics and mm. sold it for a billion dollars and built it up like from scratch. And in the makeup field, like she was one of hundreds of thousands of brands, probably, who knows. But, um, you know, she put a very unique spin on it that was her own and reflected who she was and her personality and built her company up and sold it for a billion dollars. And um, you know, I think there's so many stories like that of, of people entering into industries that are very saturated, appear to be very saturated, but I just think we have to remember that we all have our unique gifts and perspectives to offer the world and where, where you can add value that's not currently being offered, um, you know, people are going to respond to that. Yes, I like that, add value that's not currently being addressed. So my, that actually, the next thing I was going to ask was branding and marketing are vital elements to success. And did you have to think long and hard about the name for your company? And how did you feel at the beginning for your packaging? Because I love your packaging. It's very clean. It's simple. It speaks about your brand. But so did you, did it come organically to you or did you really sit down and say, okay, this is, you know, we've got a, think of what we want to call it and think of how we want to brand it. Yeah, that was tough. Um, I think having a business name, finding a business name can be paralyzing for a lot of people in the beginning. It was definitely a challenge for me. My family farm is called Primal Pastures. Mm -hmm. So in the beginning, I wasn't necessarily even wanting or like foreseeing myself starting a business. I was kind of thinking that my products would be available on our farm's website, potentially like forever. So I wanted to have a name that was kind of connected with the farm. So Primally Pure was just born out of like, kind of having a connection with Primal Pastures. And I still remember sitting at lunch with my sister-in-law talking it over and she thought of it. She was like, what about Primally Pure? And I sat on it for a little bit and just decided to go with it. So, um, it's That's perfect. Not, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, um, I love I it. To talk to people about that kind of thing because I had been thinking about it for so long on my own, and then it just took having one conversation. I mean, I'd had many other conversations, but you know, finally in that conversation, uh, she suggested that, and I just thought it was great. So, I think it's good to just get different perspectives and talk to people mm -hmm. um, when you're trying to figure out a name because there's you can like work yourself, work your brain in circles, trying to figure it out, but someone may just have like the perfect thing on the tip of their tongue waiting to say it. 
Yeah, I, I, it's true because we get too deep into it and then we're overthinking it. And, uh, but the name is absolutely perfect. And what about the packaging? Yeah, the packaging was hard too. In the beginning, I had a friend that had like some very basic graphic design experience. And so I just asked her to create something. So, and that was our first packaging. So if you scroll like all the way down on our Instagram feed, you'll see like the generation one packaging, which is so different than the look we have now. But that's what we started with. It was like colorful. Um, yeah, just very different than what we have now. So I did that for a few months. And then um, my sister-in-law again was like, hey, I think like, I think your packaging's great, but I, I think it would like be even better if we took it this direction. And she showed me a few examples. And by that time I had saved up enough money to where um, I wanted to invest in, in rebranding and getting a website just for Primly Pure because I was still selling on the farm's website at the time. And I wanted to work with a company on some of those things. So um, it, it just felt like the right time to do it. And I found an agency, like a husband-wife agency, and they are based in Columbus, Ohio. And I was in California. So I called them and they just happened to be in San Diego like driving to LA the next day and Temecula is like right in between San Diego and LA. So um, it just like, it was crazy how that worked out, but they, they stopped at the farm and we hung out with them, my husband and I, and totally hit it off. And we ended up like doing a package with them and they created our website and branding. And still, we still work with them really closely today. So um, that was, that was quite the, um, I mean, I want to say coincidence, but I, I think it was more than that. I, um, feel I think really you called them to you. <laughs> what was that? I say, I think you called them to you. <laughs> Your energy drew them. That happens if we're on the same frequency. You know, we, we, we put it out there and it's like, okay, the universe sends us what we need. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, it could very well have been. Yeah, yeah, because the packaging, but so I love that you said that you started out with a different packaging and then you, as, as business grew and you had more funding, you morphed into what it is today. So basically, if, if you're going into whatever it is an entrepreneur is going into, don't let the fact that you don't have the funding to have the perfect look because that's all subjective anyway, but don't let that stop you. Totally. You know, so much. I've been like not sure of. Like, okay, are we, are we sacrificing profits for trying to be perfect? Like I even wrestled with the decision of whether or not to rebrand for a long time because I was selling things and people were, I was getting compliments on them. And I mean, we could have gone, we could have kept going with that packaging, but um, you know, I was in a position to upgrade it and it worked out great, but yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a necessity in the beginning to have the perfect look. Yeah, I like that. That's it's it's a, a great thing to share from a, a young company how you've grown to where you are today. But I love that things that you've done have uh, whether you had the funding or not had the funding, or whether you had you know the product perfected or not, you just kept going. Yeah. You know, and what tips would you share on how to continually build a successful customer base? Because there's so many marketing services these days, and so many outlets. You know. Which marketing strategies have you found to be the most successful? And do you find that you need to pivot your strategies from time to time? Yeah, great question. Thank you. you know, the thing that we have done that I think is, um, 
is the most unique is just our commitment to education and building trust with our customer base. Um, from the beginning, it was very important to me to send out regular informational emails and just create really engaging, helpful social media posts. And we've just always been thinking like, how can we best meet our customers' needs? Um, obviously like our, our heart, our passion is natural skincare and it's so much more than just the products that you use. It's, a, it's so much more holistic than that. So we've always just um, really tried to paint like a complete picture of what that looks like and supporting our customers with things like nutrition and lifestyle tips because all of that impacts the health of your skin. It's not just about the products. And so like, yes, the products are our bread and butter. They're what we're known for, but I really feel like it's the education that we provide and just the connection that we build with our customer base and this level of service, customer service we provide as well and how we engage with them on social media and things like that. I really feel like that's what draws people to us and that's what keeps people, um, it helps people, makes people continue to want to buy from us. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that you're right because I, I love the education that I receive, but also I have to say, when I send you an email or an inquiry, someone gets back to me right away. And you know that just really makes the value of making me feel like a customer that you value my business. You know, it's, it's something you send out an inquiry to some company and you never even hear back from them, let alone you know, get the answer to your question. Yeah. But yeah, that, that response, the customer service, and also the education, I think really counts a lot, you know, for people to become loyal to, to a brand. Uh, because let's face it, I mean, there are a lot of brands out there, but your, the uniqueness of service and the uniqueness of serving is something that's very unique and certainly to primarily pure because I have always gotten a response and I just, you know, I love that. It makes me feel good. I'm going, Oh, I really count. <laughs> you know, they care about my business. I'm so glad so, to hear that. Yeah. It's, it's really a great, a great way to have uh, that strategy in mind when you're building a business. So I know you touched on this a little bit uh, a ways back, but I wanted to talk about the natural deodorant and how you say that deodorant is the single most item that you would swap out of your skincare routine. Now, if you could share with us why that is and also tell us about the primarily pure deodorant because it is my forever go-to deodorant from here on till whenever because I will never go back to the commercial stuff. <laughs> I just love it. Good. That's great. Yeah, I really do feel that deodorant is the most important swap that you can make. Um, you know, our underarms are so porous and they take in so much and there's so many lymph nodes and next to our, it's next to our breast tissue and it's just an area that we, we definitely don't want to be putting toxins in and much less applying products that have ingredients like aluminum, which is not only toxic, but it blocks our pores so that we can't sweat, which is a natural way that our bodies detoxify. So we're not only like just applying chemicals, we're like literally just sealing those chemicals in. And so conventional deodorants, antiperspirants are just really no good at all, not something you wanna be using. So our deodorant is made with a really simple ingredient list. It works amazingly to prevent odor. Um, you will sweat a little bit more, especially in the beginning if you're making the switch from a traditional antiperspirant 
as you're really like releasing those toxins and they're starting to flow out of your body. You may be extra smelly, extra sweaty for a few weeks, but that should stabilize. And you may always sweat a little bit more than you used to, but um, you just have to know that that's a good thing. And that's, that's one of the ways that our body gets rid of the junk. So. Yes. And that's what we want. We want to get rid of it. Yeah. Exactly. And you use essential oils to, to sense some of those. You have a- Yeah, we do. Yeah. You have yeah, that's non-scented and then you have others mm -hmm. that have the essential. Yeah. I think we have about six different varieties now. Our charcoal deodorant is the most popular. It contains activated charcoal, which also really helps with absorption of, of odor and toxins of any kind. And then it's scented with eucalyptus and peppermint essential oils. So super, mm. super fresh. Oh, I've got the geranium, but I'm going to have to oh, cool. try that one next, though. That <laughs> sounds really good. <laughs> Our geranium is really popular, too. A lot of people yeah. love that one. Well, that's one of my favorite scents, so that's what I went for right away. Nice. So. nice. Yeah, I'll definitely be on board for that charcoal, though. That sounds amazing. Yeah, so, it's good. Speaking of products, then, I would love for you to share a little bit more about your products with our audience, uh, because they're absolutely fabulous, and everybody should at least try them, if not just change <laughs> it over completely. And if you have any new product releases that you've got in the making. Cool. Yeah, we have about almost um, right around 60 SKUs now. And our products are made with really, really pure, simple ingredients. So you're not going to find like a long list of 15 different ingredients that you can't pronounce. Um, you'll pretty much look at the ingredient list and, and kind of know what they are and they're not ingredients that you'll have to look up on like Think Dirty or Environmental Working Group. Um, they're just, they're like pure ingredients in, in their natural state. So we've always talked about kind of like, instead of, instead of educating people to chase this list of ingredients to avoid, because you know, once, once you know of one ingredient to avoid, like parabens, let's say everyone kind of knows that parabens aren't really good for us. Um, there's, there's other chemicals being created that do the same thing that are called something else. So it's like this, this game of always trying to chase like the next ingredients to avoid. So rather than playing that game, we always recommend just using products that are made with ingredients that you trust and know what they are just by looking at them, which is what we, what we do and what we think about when we formulate products. But um, we have everything from deodorants like we talked about to body butters lip balms we have cleansing oils which are really amazing yes i have those oh nice <laughs> i love it yeah the cleansing oils are great that's i i love cleansing oil and oil cleansing it's the best um we have toners serums um face masks that we have a baby line oh you do okay i didn't see that well probably because i don't yeah. have a baby but <laughs> <laughs> wow that's wonderful to know that yeah yeah yeah, and we're always working on new stuff. Right now we are working on, well, we're done working on it, but we're working on the launch of our home line in a few weeks. And that'll consist of a room spray, mm. um, an essential oil blend to diffuse, and a hand soap. So oh my super gosh, excited for that. that. <laughs> I can't cool. wait. So that'll be out in a couple of weeks, you said? Yeah, I think um, like July 1st, I believe. Okay. Don't hold me to that. Maybe yeah. early July. <laughs> I won't hold you to it. <laughs> wow, that's exciting! Oh my gosh, I can't wait. I've got to. Cool. I'll be on there shopping for sure. <laughs> no we'll to, I'll send you some. Oh, wonderful! Yeah. Now, do you have uh, sample sizes as well? 
if people want to say try uh, like if you've got oily or combination skin and they wanted to try the whole line but they wanted to buy the smaller ones to give it a, a try do you have those we have different sizes so we have smaller sizes we don't have sample sizes in every product we offer we're working on that but um, so we we only have like true samples of a few products like our face masks and serums since those are a little bit of a higher price point and okay figure like people may want to try those before purchasing but um yeah we have in in everything we have a range of sizes so if you aren't sure yet you could always buy a smaller size and um if anything doesn't work out our customer service team is always super dedicated to finding solutions for our customers so yes and they are yeah. very good at that so i just yeah love they're awesome you make us feel important <laughs> oh good that makes me happy <laughs> so, so it's working for sure good well i love it so everybody just go check out the line i mean it's it's a wonderful it's also you know free of toxins and it's all uh clean i guess clean clean cleansing <laughs> now, i did want to ask you a uh, thank you for sharing all that information because uh like i said i i the reason one of the reasons i have you on here is because i'm a huge fan of your products and would recommend i do recommend them to everybody Thank and you. you. You have a word for 2020 and I wanted you to share that and explain why, what that is. Oh gosh. This ended up being, <laughs> this is such a funny story. My word, what was my word? It was like something along the lines of like simplicity or. You know, I didn't write it down. <laughs> <laughs> it was something along the lines of like, um, something about like simplicity or, um, like doing, doing less, but but doing it better. Um, okay. And we had, we gone into, went into the year not wanting to launch, I don't think anything aside from, I think around November, we had something planned that we ended up pushing to 2021, but we had like no product launches. We were just gonna focus on improving everything, max optimizing everything we are currently doing. And we've ended up launching like so many things. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I that's love the, the creative. That's the creative in you. Yeah. And we, we hired an herbalist formulator recently. So now with her on board, it's like she just is formulating so many cool things. And it's been hard for us to not launch them because there's just been so many awesome things that she's been working on. So my, my word, my, my vision for the year hasn't really panned out the way I, I had envisioned it but right. it's been it's been a good year and we've been cranking through a lot of stuff so it's been fun oh that's great that's great well it just goes to show you you know i mean it, it could still be apl applicable it's just in the products yeah not not in the working right yeah yeah right and i think i've read that you've got plans you have a do you have you opened a spa were you going to open yeah a spa? we do yeah we we opened it about a year and a half ago so we have a spa at our headquarters which has been a super fun journey Wow. That's why. So it's right in where your offices are or close. Yep. Yeah, it's really, so everything we do is under one roof. We have our manufacturing team of skincare chefs that makes the product here. We don't outsource mm -hmm. that. We have um, our shipping operations here. We have customer service, marketing, our spa. So it's like everything. And everything's made together. here in the U.S. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. And I see your offices. Uh, you've got pictures of your offices on your website. And it looks like, and your store, and it looks like such a, a fabulous space for creation. Thanks. Did you, yeah, I, I, I would just like to come and hang out there. Yeah, <laughs> come visit anytime. I will, I will. <laughs> uh, 
did you have a hand in that or did that just come together? And because I know workspaces are really important for not just yourself, but employees as well. Yeah. Yeah. I can't take credit for any of it. My, my sister-in-law, the one who I mentioned that helped with the branding early on and naming the company, she's had a huge hand in, in so much. She's an interior designer by mm -hmm. trade. So um, really like I fully trusted her to just come in and, and do whatever she wanted to do. I really, when I say I had very little to do with it, like I really mean that, um, which is awesome because she has done so much to shape the look of the brand from the beginning. I just, um, I didn't want to get in the way. So, <laughs> so she did an great, awesome job. You know, it, it's yeah. great to have people, number one, that you can trust with your brand, but number yeah. two, that's close to you. Yeah. You know, that's, that's really amazing. And I have to yeah. say, she has done a great job because the, Thank you. the headquarters feel like the product or the product oh, feels cool. like the headquarters. So they're very yeah. synergistic. Cool. You know, it's very clean. That's awesome that that comes Yeah, through. it's very, very contemporary. And that's how I feel your yeah. products are because it's the old products that are filled with all the junk. You yeah. Know, a lot of the newer products are the ones that are much more um, healthy and friendly to us. So Absolutely. I was, I was curious, what kind of culture exists at Primally Pure headquarters, and what are some of the ways that you keep your team motivated? And this is really good for a lot of women who might be hearing that have a small team, or that are growing in their business, or are going to create a team. Because I know that's a big element in, in putting a business together. Yeah, totally. Um, gosh, we. It's been. It's been definitely a, a growing experience for us. Like I said, with everything under one roof, um, you know, most of the time the manufacturing part is, is outsourced. And I found that it takes very different personalities to do different jobs. And so having everyone under one roof working together has been challenging at times, but it's also been really cool and a really cool learning experience for the people on my team to have to work closely with people that, that don't think the same way as them. And just trying to learning to like adopt your your communication style to to work for for different people so mm -hmm. it's been like it's been a journey but we we do a lot of cool things as a team we have a big team monthly team potluck once a month that has been on hold the last several months unfortunately oh, yeah mm -hmm. but um i'll just talk as if like i'll talk just aside from the last few months um we used to do these monthly team potlucks, which were always really fun. Um, of course, like gatherings for holidays and things like that. And we celebrate each other's birthdays. We have, we really have like everyone share a word about the person whose birthday it is. Um, fun. Yeah, it's become a family. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Um, we have a, we do like massages for when people are hit their one year anniversary at, the, oh, at our wow. spa. That's which great. is fun. <laughs> we do um, like service projects together. Um, the perks. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think. I feel like there's, there's a lot of things. Oh yeah. We do yoga every oh, Wednesday. Yeah. We have a yoga So class. do you bring that in or do you take, do people go to a studio for the yoga? We bring an instructor in. Ah, uh, okay. Wonderful. Yeah. 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 I'm sure I'm forgetting some things, but um, so it becomes yeah. a really nice place to work. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. That's my goal. It's culture yeah. is like super important and we just try to, to hire, you know, like I said, lots of different types of people, but people that kind of hold, um, similar values and just, 
just a kindness for, for one another. Yeah, that's wonderful. I love it. Uh, because it really is important. You know, if you have, if you have a team, if you have employees, they actually not, not really even employees anymore at that point, they're more like family, but they will dedicate themselves to a company that gives back to them. And therefore then your company will become so much more profitable, you know, and and in the end, it's not just about the money. It's really about the service that you're providing to other people. And that just grows exponentially on its own. So I I just, I love the the fact that you have that culture and that that keeps them motivated. And it's like you said, an extended family. So speaking of family, how has it been being an entrepreneur affected your family life? Because I know you're a young mom and you must be busy as heck. And there are a lot of mompreneurs. Mm-hmm. Any advice you have? <laughs> I mean, it's something I'm still like working through and trying to get better at all the time. Um, I can say I did a very poor job with our first daughter, but I also don't know looking back, like how I would have done anything differently because like right now I'm able to outsource a lot of things around our, around our house. Mm-hmm. I use a meal delivery service. I, you know, I have someone that cleans our house and does our laundry and things like that. But um, I wasn't always able to do those things in the beginning. I was just trying to do everything, but not doing a lot of things very well. So, right. you know, our house was always a disaster. Um, I always felt behind at work. And when I was, you know, on top of things at work, I felt bad for not being around my kids as much. Um, so I was like doing it all, but, but doing it all poorly. But again, there's, I couldn't afford to, you know, outsource things and and all of that. So, um, I want to mention that because I feel like a lot of people think that, that, you know, they see these women that are like further along and see how they're balancing everything. And it may seem like it's this you know, perfect picture, but a lot of times they're not seeing like what it took to get to that point. Um, and for me, it was just a very like hard, messy journey. And, you know, I still, now things do feel a little bit more balanced, but I still, you know, sometimes after like a long week of work, just wish I could be with my kids more than I am. And sometimes on like family vacations, I, you know, some work crisis will kind of be happening in the background and like my mind is not fully present with my family. And so there's, there's always struggles and hardships. Right. But the message I hear is it, it's, it's, you're going to be, there are going to be periods when you're in the midst of the mess, Mm -hmm. but know that there's light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it's all going to come together because yeah, you're right. It's always going to be messy at the beginning. I mean, if we could all start with that perfect environment, that perfect company, I mean, oh my God, we'd all be entrepreneurs. Right. <laughs> you know, we'd all own our own exactly. companies. Exactly. So yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's really, that's good information because uh, it's good for moms to know, especially that, you know, if you're in that midst of the mess, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't have to, you know, if your household is messy at the time, well, okay, it's going to be messy, but you know what? My mom always said, you know what, dear, the house is going to be there when you're gone. So mm-hmm. don't worry about the house. And I was like, that's when I get cleaning, I think, yeah, Jane, the house is going to be here when you're gone. So just, you know, you don't have to be perfect cleaning. <laughs> just yep. right? Exactly. Right. So what has been your most rewarding aspect of founding Primally Pure? Ooh. Or maybe there's more than one. 
Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, there's several. I'm so, I'm so proud of the products we've created and the difference that they're making in women's lives and people's lives. And just like hearing the, some of the feedback we're getting is really, really awesome to hear. And, and also just the team that, that we have at Primally Pure and how, how awesome like this, this group of people is and how working here has like impacted their lives in a positive way. That's been really, really awesome and cool to see. And now like with my daughters growing up and my four-year-old starting to kind of understand more of what I do, it's just, it's always so fun to bring her in the office and kind of like bring her into my work and what I spend so much time on because, um, yeah, I'm just, I mean, I'm proud of, of what Primally Pure is and I think it's really cool for her to see like what's possible if you put your mind to something. Yeah, I love that. What's possible if you put your mind to something. That's, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yes. And I'm sure she has a million moms when she goes in there. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yes. Always lots of people to talk to. <laughs> I bet. I bet she's probably like, yeah, let's go to the office. I get yeah. a lot of attention there. <laughs> yep. She loves good. She loves coming in. <laughs> so was there anything else that you would like to share with the audience um, that we didn't cover? Um, I think we touched on just about everything. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. want to bring up the spawn, the new product. It's a pretty complete picture. That's great. That's great. Really good questions. Thank Thanks. You. Thank you so much. I, I, I like to make it informative for everybody and, and give them some good information, but also, you know, highlight the businesses that individuals are creating. And, it's, and, and you're young. You're a young entrepreneur, and I have to give it to you because, you know, there's a lot of individuals at your age that aren't anywhere near to doing what you're doing. And you should be real proud of yourself. <laughs> because Thank you. You are an example of what is possible. And my niece is only in her teens. She's 16, but she, uh, one day I have to have her meet you because she is so such a go-getter. I mean, she's reading books that I would never read at that age. Like, that's cool. Uh, you know, all the, the leadership books and the, wow. how, what is it? The something, uh, you're a badass or something. One yeah. Of those, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm a shock. I'm like, she stole it off her mother's table and she, she read the whole thing. I'm like, you wow. like those kind of books? Oh yeah. That was a great book. So that's so cool. Isn't that cool? Yeah. yeah. So someone like you, you would, she would look up to you and then she would admire the fact that what you've done, because that's the type of inspiration that young girls, you know, really need today. And, and I think that they're looking for it. A, a lot of them are. Yeah. So, I think so too. Yeah, I have just a few final questions that are simple, but I like to ask them of every guest because we're here at the Epic Vision Zone and it requires using maybe a little bit of imagination, but it's okay. nothing difficult, just fun. Okay. So if you were an epic story, what would the title be? If your life oh were an epic story, if your life were an epic story, what would the title be? That's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Not meant to be. It's meant to be fun. Okay. Fun. Um, it's like naming a company. <laughs> well, I hope not that bad. <laughs> Gosh, I guess like something about something about like failure and 
like persevering through failure, but I can't think of a catchy way to say that. Persevering through failure. That's good. I like that. Yes, we can leave it at that. That's, that's, that's a good title. That's, that's the- I'd work on making it, working it, work on making it more, more catchy, I guess, if it oh, were actually a book title. But, but that says it all. Sometimes simple is better. You know, I've learned yeah. that with, with marketing, especially. Yeah. We always try to be something out there and really unique. And a lot of people are like, I don't even understand what that means. Yeah, <laughs> you know? totally. Yeah. So persevering th through failure. I love it. That says it all. So cool. what name would you give your character in your epic story? Oh, man. Hmm. Maybe we should have brought your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I know. She would have much better answers. <laughs> no. kids, kids just don't think. You know, they, their imagination is, is there at the forefront. Yeah, totally. Um, just any name? Yeah. What name you would think your character would be? What mm. represents you? It doesn't have to be a real name. This is why I, I get like, I'm a creative intelligence coach and I like people to think outside the boundaries. So I'm saying it doesn't have to be a name name. It could be a word. Remember, okay. this is a story. Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, maybe joy. I love it. See, perfect. <laughs> Wonderful. And that fits both ways. Yeah. Very clever. How would, your, how would you characterize your epic life? So if you were in this epic story, living it, just in a sentence, how would it feel to you? Challenging. It would feel challenging, but gratifying and rewarding. Mm, I love it. Perfect. And one last question. This okay. one hopefully should be easier. Okay. If you had one epic superpower, what would it be and why? Ooh. The first thing that came to mind was read minds, and I definitely wouldn't want that. <laughs> yeah, that could, that could be uh, not so good. <laughs> um, I mean, I think it would be like wisdom, like intuitively knowing how to best handle situations without having to spend so much time thinking through it and, you know, writing out my thoughts. And I feel like I, I do have to spend a lot of time kind of getting to the place that I want to get to when making a decision and just to instinctively know, instinctively like have that wisdom right away to know which direction to move forward in would be so, so cool. Wow. That's a great superpower. Wisdom. Wow. That's one of the more profound ones I've heard so far. So that's really good. See, you're good at this. <laughs> Just give yourself credit. I love it. I love it. Well, that was a good question. That was fun. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I want to thank you, Bethany, for coming on the show. I know how busy you are and you've got a company that you're running, but sharing your story and your knowledge and being an incredible example of turning your passion to profits. And Bethany and I would now love to hear from you. So go over to my Facebook page and write a comment. Tell us what your epic takeaway was from this conversation. And remember, this is where you imagine, create, and build a life and business doing what you love. So until next time, this is the Epic Vision Zone. Bye. Thank you. Bye.